name is Lindsay Havard and I'm interviewing Bob Kep. And it's February 5th, 2003. Okay. Which school did you attend? Okay, I went to the grade school over at Central. And we had one, two, three, and fourth grade over there. And then on Park School, about where Pringer's Laundromat, they had one, two, three, four over here. And then we had to come across the tracks and go to the fifth and sixth grade. And then the seventh and eighth grade was back over at Central School. When I was in the sixth grade, then Walt Disney come down there one time at recess. And we was running around in the playground taking, uh, and he took our pictures of us kids with one of them big old fashioned cameras. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was one teacher still alive, uh, Mrs. Hanson, that lived at Moberly. And uh, she, the lawyer of Beat from Columbia, was doing an interview with me on her. And we called her right from the office here. And we asked her, said, do you remember the day Walt Disney was there? And she said, I sure did, and I never did forgive Mrs. Kincaid. She said, I was taking care of study hall, and she didn't invite Walt in. And she <laughs> never got to see him. But he was only in town about two hours at that time. It was in... Uh, I was in the sixth grade at Park School, and then then you had to go back on the other side for seventh and eighth grade, and then you went on to high school from there. So. What kind of sports did? Were there any team sports like school-related sports? Yeah, we had football was the main. Of course, they had track, and they had baseball, and then basketball. On that, of course, they played. Uh, they got much much better equipment today, than <laughs> you know, than we had. Then. Were there any city sports or anything? They they had some uh, like the uh, baseball that they played, you know, during the summer mm -hmm. that the kids had, and they would play against Brookfield or other teams all the time. Just like now. Yeah. Um, what other types of re recreation? Well, of course, until till they dedicated, I met Walt Disney twice. One time when they dedicated the swimming pool, mm -hmm. Walt was here, but before. Uh, you either went out to swim, you had to go to a creek, or the country club. They had a big building there that the people on the railroad, they built that lake to take water on the steam engine. And you, if you was a railroader, then you could swim in where the country club is now. And as a matter of fact, I was on the fire department when it burnt, and they used to hold dances, and they even had an apartment where the manager lived, and it was a huge wooden building and went along there and they would swim in that water. Um, the movie theater, didn't Walt like dedic or premiere some movies up there? Yeah, Do you remember? the first locomotive chase, uh -huh. yeah, and he premiered it. And uh, Walt Disney stamp was issued here from the post office, did yeah. you know, yeah, on it too. Uh, do you know anything about the lady in white? Remember just the story. <laughs> yeah. Now it's quite a story on this. This will overlap one of your questions, but see, this building was the company mining store. Mm -hmm. That was one of the questions. And um, it's a kind of a funny situation. For years, we could come up here, and it would sound like somebody's walking across the floor, and we'd slip up around and never see anything. Well, Pete Spore, we got to talking about the ghost walk around here. And uh, Pete Spore told me, he said, you know what actually happened? And that guy's ghost was there. 
right at that little building where you or the door where you come in there's a guy's girlfriend jilted him and he went down to Drennan's drugstore and bought a bottle of carbolic acid and he drank it well he tried to drink that well dry and he died right there and they said they always told us that was his ghost still walking really? around hey that was the story Ryan was trying to tell me some ghost stories <laughs> yeah, too yeah <laughs> Um, what kind of shops were there, like grocery stores and even clothing stores, maybe? Well, Bob Downing and I, before he passed away, we counted up. At one time, there was 16 grocery stores in Marceline. And uh, a lot of them was little small grocery stores. But we just started in, well, like where Betty Bell's house is today. That was a dare store. Mm. And then when uh, where Don Newman's uh, garage is, uh, was a Riley's grocery store. And then right over here in the alley by the school, Pearl Hall had one that he, the candy and stuff the kids could run over at recess and they really? bought candy from him. And that's set right there by uh, Dolores Holt's house. Only right right across, right in that corner, there's an empty, it's behind the other house there. Shooty, I think, originally built that new. And then Pooch's Market was on up the street. And uh, we started counting it. We had Kroger's and Mackey's and um, Birch's and West, well, of course, Westfall and Coop. Downing had a market here. Mm -hmm. And all of but we had 16 groceries. We counted up 16 groceries here. Yeah. We had, uh, at one time, we had the Ford dealership here in cars. We had the Chevrolet. We had Pontiac. And we had uh, Oldsmobile and Dodge and Plymouth. Dealership. All different dealerships? All different dealerships. Now the Oldsmobile dealership sat right where the skate rink is. Yeah. The Ford dealership sat behind them about middle of the block and then that Smith come there in 1950 and then they moved to Brookfield uh -huh. but Wright Goddard owns it now. And right across the street from the skating rink was the Dodge and Plymouth dealership. And then this was the Chevrolet dealership and the Pontiac dealership was right in the corner of the building where Walsworth owns. Oh, yeah. Right now. And so they, and see the building behind this building, they stored dynamite in it for the coal mine. Yeah, and that's the reason that big old building, there's no houses that have been built around it. See, they stored that dynamite, oh. and if it blew up, then it wouldn't blow up anybody's house. So Main Street has changed like a lot. Can you tell me? Yeah, well, yeah, they, uh, see, we, one time we had three grocery stores, and right where the regional bank got now, there was an opera house on the second story, and it burnt. And the people, they bring in actors from all over. They'd come in on the train, you know, and they'd perform up there. And they yep, had so they could travel for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they travel, but they had the uh, dances up there. And the guy went up and built a fire one night, and uh, it was a wood stove, and uh, about 5 o'clock on, on the Saturday night, he caught on fire and destroyed all of that. The, the drugstore was below, and on the corner was Myers clothing. It burned all that down. Um, what about doctors, like dentists or eye doctors? Yeah, we had several dentists, and uh, we. Uh, I worked for an old doctor. I used to carry coal in, and it amazed me one time on, on Sunday morning, he would sit there, he was retired, and he'd write out a prescription for 50 cents so those winos could go buy their wine on Sunday. 
and and a pint of wine was only 50 cents and I'd ask him I said why don't they buy two pints on Saturday night they wouldn't have to give you that 50 cents and he said well they'd drink it up and he'd write on their necessary remedy and he had a he lived in a house right on the other side of the Christian church on the corner and he was retired he lost one leg to sugar diabetes but then on Sunday morning they'd line up and get prescriptions from him and I can remember when the last coal mine closed, they called it Bunker Hill. It's between here and Brookfield. You've seen it on the right-hand side. And that was the last coal mine. I can remember the guys, they'd get in a truck. Well, they left real early in the morning, but they'd come back home about 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And they'd have their lunch pails and their lights and everything. And were they like dentists or eye doctors? Yeah, we had dentists and had eye doctors, and there were several of them in town. Where were where was there to eat? Several different places. Yeah. Now, see the uh, at one time I was talking to Yuri Wilson. They had twenty-four passenger trains come through Marceline a day at one time, and the passenger trains stopped in front of the depot. They had thirty minutes, and they greased the wheels. They had what they called car wipers, and they'd take big tubes of grease, and they'd shoot the wheels every hundred miles. They had to grease these wheels. And uh, the people would get off, and they would go eat, and they'd eat in what they called the beamery. And that's the building right next to the uh, uh, depot there. And that was actually the restaurant for the, they had other restaurants all over town. Mm -hmm. But that was actually the restaurants. They had about 30 minutes. Well, the conductor, he'd get off the train, got five minutes, and whatever it was, and they'd get on the train, and then they'd either go to Fort Madison or Kansas City yeah. would be the next stop, see. And uh, at one time then, on the railroad here, we had what they uh, called the doodle bug. And it carried mail then. Now they don't carry it. But you could take a mail, a letter, Marceline and they loaded the train and drop it off of Buckland if you was going to Buckland and it goes plumb over around Kansas City or Chillicothe to get back to Buckland on the same letter. People don't realize that. So that's a different post office than from uh, before? No, that's the post office was here but they before my time they had another post office. Oh. Yeah, but uh, that was before I remember them talking about it, but that's been a post office as long as I could remember. Mm -hmm. But see, the uh, troop trains come in here with the uh, soldiers got off and uh, during the Second World War, and the women had canteen, and they'd serve them uh, donuts and coffee. They knew what time the troop trains, and they'd be whole loads of soldiers, and they'd done it free for the soldiers and them. And then uh, whenever they brought the trains through with prisoners of war, they were going to Leavenworth, Kansas. They made them work on farms out there. Well, they'd have a guard on each side of the door of the train, and while they was getting their wheels, the prisoners weren't allowed off. They had to stay on the on the train, but I've seen a lot of German prisoners come through here in the Second World War. What was like the fanciest restaurant to go out on a date to or something? Really, you didn't have a fancy, <laughs> really, you know what I mean, you, if yeah. you went out on a date, um, when me and my wife got married, we'd go up like the beanery, but you'd, you'd have a hamburger or something like that. You didn't eat out today like they did. I mean, they weren't steaks to eat yeah. out. It was more of a type like we got around today, yeah. about the same type of restaurant today.
Do you remember if you could rent a canoe and like go out on the um, Ripley Pond? Do you remember any of No, that? I didn't remember that. I've heard that, but I never, yeah, that was before my time. Because I know in our tours we talk about that. Do you remember yeah. it being bigger than normal or bigger than now? Yeah, no, it's filled in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was a little bigger and a little deeper too, but mm -hmm. I think it's filled in mostly on the excess. The kids used to want to run over and swim in that. And then they'd get uh, in the uh, summertime, they'd get what they called dog days. They'd uh, get green moss and everything on it, and then they'd make them quit swimming in it. Mm. And back then, they were scared of polio disease of that. Oh. Do you remember anything about the coal mining industries? Yeah. Uh, on the coal mine, it's like I said, that. Um, I can remember when they shut the Bunker Hill mine down. That was the last actual coal mine that was here in this uh, area that I know of. That then I was just a kid when they yeah. finally closed it down. So this used to be like the shop where coal miners could come by the, the grocery, like yeah. using money, like shit. Yeah, yeah, shit. they used shit. the shit, and then also what was funny on that thing too. Like Tennessee Ernie said, I almost sold to the company store. That was his song, you know. Well, they'd come in and if they dug so many coal, then they'd give them credit here where they could go buy groceries and their well, they could buy clothes and everything. It was a regular, regular grocery store and everything. Hmm. Now, see, when they we had the coal engines, and they had a pile of coal from the other side of the bridge. If you ever stand on it, you'll see where the tracks come out, divide. Mm -hmm. They had a pile of coal that went from that, right where it starts, plumbed to the county line. It'd be 30 to 40 feet high. And uh, they brought all the um, steam engines in. They'd unhook the engine, they'd run 100 miles. They'd take it down to the uh, roundhouse, and they'd put coal and water in it. Then they'd have to bring it back up and hook the engine back up. And back then, each con crew on the tail end had their own caboose. And they'd set their caboose out and then set the next guy's caboose on that was going to Kansas City or uh, Fort Madison. And they slept in those cabooses, a lot of them did. And then a lot of them had their own um, sleeping rooms when they'd get to Fort Madison or Kansas City. Mm -hmm. What was considered like out of town? Most probably, well, if you went to Brookfield or Macon, you'd be going out of town. You know? Well, like now the city limits is like by K. Mallins' house yeah. on that side. Was that the same? That was the same, yeah. Yeah, it's actually about the same city limit. Is, is, I think it's right about the same thing. Yeah. On an average weekend, what would a teenager do? Well, they could go to the show, uh -huh. and of course, uh, how much did it cost back then? Well, uh, around fifteen cents. Oh goodness! Yeah, <laughs> and a box of popcorn would be a dime, and you, you could, it cost you about a quarter. You could go out on a date for fifty cents. You know, I mean, if you had a drink and a popcorn, and, that. and if you went and got a sandwich or anything, it would probably cost you about two dollars. If you went after the show and, and had a drink and a something like that. And of course back then, the kids, they didn't smoke. And I think they didn't drink, you know, like some of the ones mm -hmm. today. And I think probably they didn't have the money to do it. 
no kid had, I mean, and the funny part, every kid, every store, no matter whether it's grocery or grocery or something, every store had a kid come in after school that would sweep the floor and pick up the trash and they'd mm -hmm. make five or six dollars a week, see, which was pretty good money then. And I worked uh, at Merle's Market for and worked in the morning before school and night after school and all day Saturday. I got six dollars a week. And uh, of course, we thought it was lucky to have a job. Yeah. And then one time I carried newspapers and I started right at the Masonic building and I took it all the way to the north end and, and we made 13 trips a week. I had uh, one time on Sunday and twice a day you delivered a paper in the morning and the evening mm -hmm. and we got six dollars a week and you walked that whole area 13 times. Oh my goodness. First friend, you get about six so Marceline had a newspaper that came out like every day once a no, week? No, this or? was the Kansas City paper. Oh! Yeah, and they, they would bring the Kansas City paper in and then you'd deliver it. They've always had like a weekly on the Marceline paper mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Now the first newspaper that I can remember was in the basement, and people by the name of Butts run it. It was a basement under um, where the boy built the little park where the building burnt. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now that was the first one. The presses and everything were down there, and they run it right there. covered a lot of stuff. I don't know what else to ask you. Well, you know, during the Second World War, uh, they rationed stuff. And like sugar, you couldn't buy sugar. And there was a rooming house that sat right up here by the bridge called Parker's Rooming House. Well, she'd served some of them railroaders. They slept there with sleeping room. And then me and my sister, you could buy two loaves of bread for, for uh, 50 cents. So we was each allowed to buy the two loaves of bread. Well, Mrs. Parker, we'd get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and stand in line to 8. Well, she'd give us 50 cents to go get her bread. So we was able to buy our bread free every day. But we had to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and stand to 8 o'clock to get in line to, to get a loaf, two loaves of bread. She could buy two and I could buy two. There would always be a line? Oh, yeah, yeah, at 8 o'clock in the morning because the bread wouldn't last an hour. Oh. They wouldn't be, they just got so many cartons of bread. Mm -hmm. And then I worked for uh, Howard Freeman on a bread route one time, and they used to haul the bread in from Kansas City, and we'd unload it over here at the depot, and it took us all day, and we went from Marceline up to St. Catherine, Brookfield, and that was our whole territory, and it would take us six to eight hours to make that whole trip just delivering bread. Now we can do it a little bit in no time. Yeah. Yeah. How big do you remember your classes being in school? How many kids? We, now I graduated in, um, I think we had 57 in 1952 for mm -hmm. the senior class. Well, in elementary school, if they were scattered in four different schools, how big do you yeah. remember? Well, most of them, see, they they would have about 25 or 30 in like first grade and 25 or 30 over there and then when they put them together you'd have about in that seventh and eighth grade you'd have 60 to 70. Okay. And, yeah and they had two seventh grades and two eighth grades. We never could figure out why they've done that school yeah, system. Yeah I was going to ask you. The kids we went from one side of the track to the other 
and you know, I don't want it down. So citizens here got a choice of what school they wanted to go to, or was it like divided? No, if you lived on that side of the track, you went to first four grades there. If you lived on this side of the track, you went to first four grades there. Then the, all everybody had to come over here for the fifth and sixth. Then everybody had to go back over there for the seventh and eighth. Was it because transportation? They didn't have school buses. To well, they didn't. They had a few, but but it was. You, they didn't haul kids like they did today. Yeah. You walked to school. Matter of fact, uh, where I lived, I lived down by the body shop. We run home and eat dinner and run back. I mean, there was no school lunch program. You know, you either took your own sack lunch or there wasn't. So, How know. long of a lunch break do you remember getting? We had 45 minutes. I think. I think we need to change it and make it like that today. Yeah, what do you get today? Just 30 minutes. 30. But but you time you run all the way home yeah, and then run back. That's not that hard. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, they've had uh, several uh, different murders here in town. Too. We had one uh, time that uh, the policeman uh, was going with this lady and uh, he shot her to death right there at the junction and got on the bus and, and left and they caught him and got 25 years for shooting. Really? Yeah. Was there a jail, Marceline? Yeah. And the jail sat behind Omer Medlands and there was a, all it was was a brick building. And there's quite a story there. There was a, a black man. The, the one constable was in there and he was sweeping out the jail. Well, this black man went up there and slammed the door on him, just playing jokes on him, and the policeman took out the gun and shot his finger off. And Dr. Ellis told me they brought him down there, and he told him he sold up his hand, didn't give him no anesthetic, but just shot one finger off. And he was standing out, shot through the crack, and got him on that. And see, when they wanted the policeman, the phone office was right across from the show upstairs. Now, that building burned. And say if, if you wanted to, to ring your telephone and say if your number was four one, well if yours was four long to one short, you do four times real long and then one short. That meant four four one, and that's how you get dial people off the phone. If your phone say your number was fourteen, well if you was a long one and maybe four short. And that's how you ring your telephone. It's long range and short range is how they actually dial it. Really? Yeah. And if they wanted the police, of course they didn't have no radios. So they had lights four or five different places in town and they'd call up to the operator and say, we're, we need the police. And well, she'd turn on a light and it would shine on the main street head and like the light plant in four or five different places. The light bulb would come on and the policeman working. Of course, they only had one policeman, and he'd look out and see the the light bulb lift, and he'd go over to call in and say, what do you got? And he'd have to call in on the phone to find out what they wanted the police for. And, but it was all done by hand, mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. So was, was the water plant, and like electricity, where Yeah, the water plant is, and the electricity was there, and then across from the light, light plant there, we had our own ice house that they made ice. Right oh. There. Yeah, and Charles Payton 
which was married to Coral Payton, you know, the teacher that died here not too long ago. Her husband run that plant, and they made ice there. And then before we had the ice plant, up there on the north edge of town, McAllister's Creamery, which the Billings Eagles now, they'd have the pond there, and they cut the ice at night, or in the wintertime, and they put sawdust in a building there, and they'd stack the ice in there, and sawdust, and that's what they made, ice cream and kept ice, before they had the, actually made ice. Those were the Eagles? Uh, that's where the Creamery was. Uh -huh. But the pond is up there, uh, well, you know where the uh, house has got the steps on it where people walk, or got the footprints on it? Mm -hmm. Well, over Caddy Corner in that field was where the pond was that they cut the ice for. Then they cut that out, and then they bring it down here, and they call that the creamery. See, they brought cream and eggs, and they bottled their own with soda pop here, too. So are you saying you could only have ice cream in the winter when they could cut ice? Well, out of no, the see, they would stack that ice in a building and That's keep right. it till summertime. Oh. But they used this sawdust as insulation, uh -huh. and they'd store it, and it'd be big, big stacks of ice in there, and it'd last for all summer. Yeah. That's before they made, and then we got the ice house, and then it uh -huh. made it. Yeah. So what other bars were there, Marcel?